Hi, listeners. I'm your host, Timmy Dayakayude, and with me is Duran Otegbade, CEO of Realtor.ng. Uh, over to you, Duran. Please tell our listeners what you do, what you're about, uh, and what Realtor.ng is. Um, so, so Realtor.ng is an online platform. Um, so primarily what, it, what we do is we connect buyers and sellers of real estate in, in Nigeria. Um, and our long-term goal is to leverage the ease of technology in the real estate space in Nigeria. Um, and we started January 2018 um, and have sort of been building, um, you know, through through then till now, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. building a lot of brand awareness, letting people know about it. And, you know, we've done, so in terms of volume, uh, we've generated close to a million dollars of um, transaction volume for, um, you know, for the partners we've worked with, worked with so far. Um, and, uh, you know, just recently we launched our website, um, you know, which, uh, with a much faster technology and um, a huge focus on, on user experience. Yeah, so, so on the long-term basis, you know, we're really hoping to um, keep doubling down on the use of, of technology in the, in the real estate industry in Nigeria. Um, so I, I'm curious, why why real estate? Why was that the problem that you decided to tackle? Um, so so it's interesting. I have a background in both technology and real estate. Um, you know, re- real estate has has always been an interest of mine, um, at least um, for the past decade. Um, and really, initially, I thought it was a it was a simple business to get in. <laughs> I, I was I was excited about the idea of you know waking up. Um, on the first of each month, and you know, I have a check depositor, into yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and then getting paid paid that way for forever. Um, so, so it was really the idea of um, you know getting passive income. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that got me interested in investing in real estate, and um, and that's how I got started. So, I bought my first piece of property at the point when I was graduating from university. Um, you know, piece of land in in Lagos, um, and then sold half of it like two years later for about the same price I acquired it for. Um, sold the other half of it another two years after for, you know, for more than the price I acquired it for. So, um, you know, th- those were some of the early experiences in, in real estate that, um, you know, made me uh, stay committed to, you know, to the industry. Right. Uh, we have also been a, a stickler for technology, and um, you know, I, I love I love all of what technology enables us to do, and um, how how it could make a lot more things uh, effective, productive, you know, efficient, um, and 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 that's one of the reasons why you know I, ha- I have a, a background in computer engineering as well as you know worked at IBM for close to four years. Um, Working both in technology services and uh, software development. Um, so you mentioned studying, uh, having a background in computer engineering. Um, can you talk about? Can you tell us about sort of your your university experience and how how you got all the way to University of Toronto from from Nigeria? Oh, um, so 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 it's interesting. Um, at the point when I graduated, I I was really interested in studying something related to engineering. Um, I was really, I was good at math. I was good at chemistry. Um, so actually, my natural leaning was going to chemical engineering. But, but with some advice from my parents, I ended up doing computer engineering. 
Um, and at the point when I was to choose, you know, the university to go to, um, I, I looked at a few different universities. You know, we had looked at the, the amount of finances that were available. Um, and the um, University of Toronto at that point in time seemed to provide the best value for, you know, for schooling abroad. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we now made the decision for, for me to go there. Gotcha. And what was, what was, what was your experience as an international, international student there? Oh, um, it was actually pretty interesting. Um, I, I think I had a little bit of a different idea of what campus would look like. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. I guess Canadian campuses are different from those of, uh, of America. Um, I was expecting more of an American type setting. Um, but yeah, I got to Canada. Um, you know, I had a really good experience uh, while I was in university. You know, um, there was a main campus group I was a part of called the National Society of Black Engineers. Um, so I felt like I had a community of people I could, um, you know, make friends with, interact with, um, and and get involved with. And so today, I'm still friends with uh, with a bunch of these people I met there. Yeah. Um, and you know, for some of them, the relationships have evolved into like business relationships, and you know, and and all that. So so it it was it was a pretty decent experience. I had some challenges, you know, my first few years in terms of acclimatizing to the, um, you know, to the campus and, uh, you know, expectations of university. Um, but I think after my second year, um, I knew exactly what was expected and um, it was a lot easier for me then. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, how, how, how impactful was, was your experience at University of Toronto to your entrepreneurial journey? <clears throat> So um, it's it's interesting because um, at the point when I was there, um, I don't think there was a lot of focus on entrepreneurship. Uh, I think right. at this point in time, at the university, there's probably close to eight to ten incubators at the university, um, and that's since I left. Um, but mm -hmm. um, what happened was I got to interact with some people that had some interest in, you know, uh, business in general um, and entrepreneurship and, um, and we're very business minded and that kind of like helps to, you know, keep my interest going. Um, while I was in university, I tested out a few different businesses, um, one of which would be, you know, uh, buying Blackberry phones and uh, so buying them wholesale and then reselling them retail in the city. Right. And then uh, times when I'll take trips to Nigeria, I'll buy a bunch of them, I'll sell them in Nigeria and try to get some sort of profit. Um, and then I also tried selling textbooks as well. Um, so I'll, I'll get a bunch of used textbooks um, from students after after they've done the courses and then go ahead and sell them both on eBay and Amazon. And uh, yeah, um, I, I tried a few different things there at <laughs> the university. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, it looks like you moved back to Nigeria in 2015. Um, I'm, I'm curious about what you were up to after graduating from Canada before before making that jump back to uh, moving back home. Uh, so I, I worked I worked uh, a few years at IBM up until 2013. Um, and I worked in two of their different business units, um, the software development group, as well as um, the technology services group as well. 
um, <clears throat> I, so that's what I did the first few years. Um, and while I was working there, I sort of, you know, took an interest in investing in real estate as well. So, um, you know, I had a community of friends and partners that, um, you know, we got into investing in real estate. Um, and then at some point in time, you know, I got fed up with working full time and then decided to take a jump. Um, you know, so I now got into, you know, into buying properties and managing them and, um, you know, looking for other options to, you know, to, to grow, you know, within the real estate space. And then in 2015, I, I made a jump back, um, you know, to now figure out what I could now do in Nigeria. Um, and it took me, it took me a little bit of time. So between 2015, 2016, um, you know, 2017, testing our concepts and ideas of what would be feasible in terms of doing business in Nigeria. Um, and then that led me into, you know, what, what we are now doing today, which is, um, you know, real estate engine and then building an online platform that connects rising sellers of real estate. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was because I kept on seeing a lot of problems within, you know, the real estate um, space in Nigeria and um, one of the most um, or one of the biggest problems that we have is the demand and supply mismatch um, where there's a lot of houses and properties listed uh, for sale or for rent um, but there, there were also a lot of people that were looking for places to buy to rent um, you know and you know one of the things that was very obvious and clear was um, there weren't a lot of platforms that people people could search for real estate on, um, and and yeah, um, that's that's how the idea of uh, real estate engine came up. Cool. So I took a look at your LinkedIn and I saw that you also work on these things called sort of ICANN Africa and the Property Group. And I'm just curious how these sort of two things coexist with real estate engine, if at all, and like how you balance all these things at the same time. Yeah, so, so just to clarify, um, you know, the Property Owners Group is is a holding company for Realtor and NG as well as ICANN Africa. Um, so, you know, the day-to-day -day work that needs to be done, um, you know, is mostly within Realtor and NG and ICANN Africa. Uh, but ICANN Africa was started in 2015 while I was in Canada. And, um, and basically, it's, it was... Uh, it was started as a platform um, to help and support um, NGOs doing work in African communities, um, and and started by, you know, um, some funds I would donate as well as, you know, some of the uh, fundraising efforts that we took on, um, and the goal was very simple: look for um, small but effective NGOs and charities that are doing work around education, healthcare, poverty alleviation. And then support them with small amounts of funding, uh, $1,500, $2,000. Um, and since, since we've taken on that effort, we've cumulatively um, supported over 16 organizations with a cumulative of about $15,000. And, and um, you know, we, we keep doing that on a manual basis. And, um, you know, we, we run it in a very lean manner, um, but we also hope it's very effective. Um, so the last organization we supported was with um, um, about a thousand dollars, and that was, um, you know, the Jasa Health uh, Foundation that was 
started in honor of the lady that died from Ebola. Uh, yeah, so so supported that, them with um, some funding last year, um, and this year, you know, we'll be looking to support some others. Um, so I'm also I'm so I, I've I've heard a ton about your company, and I think what you guys are doing is great. Uh, I'm curious about who else is working on this with you, right? Who else is on the team? How do you guys meet? Um, just what's the founding story um, underneath the hood? Uh, well, interestingly, um, I know I know a lot of companies. Um, these days typically um, require co-founders to succeed. Um, but unfortunately for me, I've not found that. So, so I'm, I'm a sole founder, um, but what, what's amazing is I actually have, you know, a group of people that have been um, committed to supporting, you know, um, what we're doing um, in one way or the other. And, um, and I think this is, this is what has taken, taken the brand so far. Um, and, you know, also having excellent uh, employees and people that, you know, could be relied on at any given point in time. Um, I think th those, are, those, those are things that have really taken, uh, taken us so far, um, where we've gotten. Um, there's still a whole lot more work to do. And we, yeah, like we keep scouting for, you know, people that have uh, capacity to implement things that we need to, to get done. Um, but yeah, um, a lot, a lot of what we've done so far is uh, relied on, on, you know, goodwill and people that have been committed to pushing the vision forward. Um, so, so one trend I've sort of noticed in looking into these type of activity back home is just that a, a good number of the of the companies that have a lot of press running them have sort of gone interest from U.S. based or just investors based in, in the U.S., right? Um, whether it's Y Combinator, whether it's someone investing in them, whether it's the Google or Facebook program in Africa. Um, but it looks like you haven't particularly um, sort of sourced for support outside of Nigeria so far. I'm just curious about how you've been able to sort of do something so impactful and build something so interesting without those sort of exter external channels of support. Um, okay, so, so it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great comment you brought up. Um, yeah, so... It's it's really amazing what's been going on in the technology industry in Nigeria. Um, I'm glad right. that we have so many um, founders and co-founders that have been motivated to build new and interesting products um, and businesses, you know, and look at it, you know, from a different light and a different point of view. Um, but what we also or what we also have is we have people that. Um, some people, not all, so I'm not misquoted. So we, we have some people that are now in the business of fundraising um, rather than being in the business of um, building a business that makes money. Um, so there, there's been some opportunities um, to get external funding, um, which I've had to temper. Um, and that's simply because uh, I don't, I, I've never been in the business of taking other people's money to make mistakes. Um, and I feel like um, when you start a business, there's a number of mistakes you need to make. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, it's more important that at any given point in time, if I'm bringing in investors, um, you know, there's a clear path and there's a clear value add each investor is bringing. Yeah. And, um, 
And yeah, um, there's also the opportunity for the investor to grow their money. Um, and doing it anytime sooner, um, you know, or prior to when it's needed, I think would just be a, um, you know, would be taking the investor's money down the, uh, yeah. down the drain. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, so I'm more focused on building a business uh, to make money than, you know, being in the business of fundraising. Um, at some point in time, it's where I, I may consider it. Um, as a matter of fact, it's some, it's some consideration, um, but um, I, I'm more focused right now on ensuring that we have, um, you know, a very good products. You know, we have users that are very happy. Um, and then we also get uh, massive adoption. Um, and then once once we have a lot lot more things are stabilized and excellent, you know, we could consider consider that. Totally makes sense. So, I, I'd love to I'd love to hear what uh what moving back has been like for you so far. So I mean, you've been back for what four ish years now. Um, so I'd love to hear what that experience has been for you so far. Um, it's it's been a really um interesting experience. Um, I feel, I feel, um, you know, a, a lot of people that have, you know, the opportunity to move back, um, should, um, I initially left Nigeria when I was a teenager and, um, and the experience for me, um, as an adult is, or has been, you know, a lot different, um, you know, because it's not certainly not the same Nigeria or the same Lagos or whatever that in, uh, that I've come back to, and I feel like um, in terms of understanding what the day-to-day -day realities um, of of you know, the country are, um, it's more understood when you're there and where you have some sort of physical presence um, than if you're away and um, you sort of have an idea of what's going on. So um, it's it's been a really interesting um, experience. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things, you know, I wouldn't have known, um, you know, if I didn't take take the move back, you know. So some something as simple as understanding what some of the core um, core things, you know, employees may be looking for if they're working at a company. Um, it's easy to make assumptions. It's easy to, you know, postulate theories, um, you know, but when the day-to-day -day reality hits, um, you know, it's better understood when when you're actually there. Um, yeah. So so yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it's been a really interesting um, experience, eye-opening. Um, I think at at this point in time, I'm more stabilized. Um, I'm more or less just. Trying to now leverage and building, building from from where, where I am. Mm. And so, from that experience, if you if you had to give um, one bit of advice to sort of African diasporans who are considering a move back home uh, to a company like you've done, um, what would that advice be? Actually, I think two two pieces of advice. One is um, uh, network aggressively, network or network aggressively and keep your networks open. Um, it goes a very, very long way. Um, and, and a lot of people don't even understand um, how important it is. Um, but um, as someone in business, um, it's one of the things I've had to learn. Um, so, I mean, today I could go to many different cities. I could go to New York City. I could go to London. Um, I could be here in Toronto. I could go to Vancouver. 
like I could go to a number of different cities and I have people, um, like if I don't have an event, uh, a lot of people would show up, right? Um, and Lagos as well, right? So, you know, the truth is you need to like network aggressively and keep those networks open because um, it's what people tell you is little um, pieces of information, clues, you know, and stuff like that that's, um, you know, that go a long way in helping to form your opinions about, um, you know, what the next step would be. Um, so that's one. The second is um, actually make trips to, to Nigeria um, or to Africa, you know, whichever city you're, you're going to go to. And, um, and the reason is if you, if you don't, you sort of have an assumption um, and a lot of those assumptions may be true for a time period, um, but unless you're there, you know, um, you, you would not know or you would not be able to like verify um, what exactly is happening. So, you know, like the more you could be around, uh, the more you could um, take trips down to the country, like, you know, the more eye-opening you would see, um, you know, the way things are. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that have taken trips back and have decided to move back to Nigeria that a year after, two years after, three years after, like they feel they can't deal with it any longer and then have to, have to move back to, you know, to the West. So, um, so a lot of it is, you know, has to do with deliberate planning and, you know, and then actively making those trips as well. Gotcha. Well, uh, thank you so much for all these, for all the tidbits of knowledge you've dropped on us, Daryl. Um, that's sort of all the questions that I had for you. I appreciate you taking the time to sort of give our listeners an insight into uh, what you've been doing at Realtor.ng and sort of how that journey has been going for you. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Daryl. All right, thanks.